Hamlet Podcast, episode 156. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet with me, your host, Connor Hanmerty. For once, I want to preface this episode with a gentle warning that what's under discussion here is a little bit bleak. If you've been bereaved or for any reason you don't want to hear contemplations about graveyards or dead bodies, this might not be the episode for you. So by all means, feel free to skip or wait this one out if you need to. Last time, we were talking a good bit about the question of Hamlet's age. If everything is to be taken literally, and we can rely on the gravedigger, then he's 30 years old. If numbers and their values are a little more elastic in the world of this play, who knows? Either way, Hamlet has continued to chat with the clown without letting him know who he really is. As soon as we've heard this figure of 30 years... Hamlet changes the subject from life above ground to what happens next, and he asks for the gravedigger's professional knowledge. How long will a man lie at the earth ere he rot? This is quite a grisly question to ask, but then Hamlet has spent a lot of the play pondering the question of whether to live or die. He's already wondered about what happens to the soul after death, Shakespeare has nudged us to think about purgatory, the forgiveness of sins, and the undiscovered country. And now, instead, we are forced to think about what happens to the body when it is buried. Hamlet is literally asking how long it takes for a corpse to decompose. Here's the answer he gets. If faith, if he be not rotten before he die, as we have many pocky courses nowadays that will scarce hold the laying in, he will last you some eight year or nine year. A tanner will last you nine year. So the answer is even more grim. The gravedigger says that a body will hold its shape for about eight or nine years before it has decomposed. He qualifies this by saying that this depends on the person not being rotten before they even die, since he's seen several recent corpses that were in such a state that they barely held together the length of the funeral and the laying in, or the burial. He uses the term pocky to describe them, an abbreviation of the word pox for a plague or an illness. Nowadays, he's saying, some people are so sick when they die, inside and out, that they certainly won't last eight years in the ground. Those who will, he jokes, are the tanners, who will certainly last nine years. Understandably, Hamlet questions this. Why he more than another? Why might a tanner's body survive longer without decomposing? Why, sir, his hide is so tanned with his trade that he will keep out water a great while, and your water is a sore decayer of your horse and dead body. The gravedigger is joking that a tanner, who tans and treats animal skins to make leather, will have been exposed to so many of the chemicals from his trade that he will himself keep out water for a long time. And water, he explains, is a sore decayer of your horse undead body. It's water that causes decomposition. Horse and here is familiar. I don't think the gravedigger is suggesting that the sons of whores are susceptible to water in the ground. It's just a familiar, slightly coarse way of saying that this is what your average dead body will go through after burial. He has been digging most of this time, and now he brings up another skull. Here's a skull now. This skull has lain in the earth three and twenty years. 
As if to illustrate his explanation of the process of decomposition, he presents the head, explaining that here is the skull of a man that was buried 23 years ago. If Hamlet is supposed to guess whose skull it might be, he doesn't, and instead he asks, whose was it? As ever, our gravedigger doesn't respond to direct questions with direct answers. He replies instead by saying, a horse on mad fellows it was. Whose do you think it was? Here we have another horse on. This time, perhaps, he means it as a little bit more of an insult. But Hamlet still can't guess. Nay, I know not. So the gravedigger continues. A pestilence on him for a mad rogue. I poured a flagon of Rhenish on my head once. This same skull, sir, was Yorick's skull. The king's jester. Again, there's the sense of poxes and pestilences. The gravedigger curses this fellow, even now, with a pestilence for being such a mad rogue. He remembers that this fellow poured a flagon, which was a large bottle, about two pints, of Rhenish wine over his head once. And now we hear his name. This same skull, sir, was Yorick's skull, the king's jester. When I think about how serious and slick and even dangerous the court of Elsinore can feel, it seems almost unthinkable that there would be room for a jester, a licensed fool that might pick at it and mock the king for his behaviour. The idea of a jester is yet another echo of an older medieval world, the world of chivalry, of old Hamlet, that is not only gone, but the line of succession to it has been broken by Claudius taking the throne. It's hardly surprising that Hamlet does not recognise the skull, since obviously so many of our facial features are the softer parts that do tend to fall away after death. In Kenneth Branagh's film of Hamlet, he had the amazing idea of casting the popular English comedian Ken Dodd as Yorick for a flashback scene. Dodd was very famous for his very distinctive teeth, and this was the one element that could be reflected in the skull. Even so, Hamlet now moves to contemplate it. If it's been in the ground for 23 years, that means Hamlet was only seven when this person died. So, while he might have known him, he might not remember him. He asks, this? And the gravedigger replies, e'en that. Even that, he says. Hamlet wants a closer look, so he says, let me see. The gravedigger hands him the skull. And of course, Hamlet is on the brink of one of the most famous and most frequently misquoted lines of the whole play. And much as it pains me to do so, I'm going to break here and leave it, in all of its glory, for the next episode. As always, thank you very much for tuning in, and do be sure to visit thehamletpodcast.com for show notes, bonus episodes, and a variety of extra features. Mind yourself, and I'll speak to you next time.